Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. Hey, what's going on? It's Loud and Local in studio right now with College Radio. What's up, guys? Hey. How's it going? What's up? Going? They're here? How are they you, are. Seattle? I guess so. Huh. Back in Seattle. Um, but uh, looking a little bit different than the last time I met you guys. Uh, last time I had you guys in studio. I had you guys in studio, right? Yeah. Just me- yeah, that's right. So I had you guys in studio pre-pandemic. And then post-pandemic, you guys look a little different. Welcome back to the show. Let's reintroduce yourselves. Tell us what you do for the band. My name is Gordon. I play guitar and I sing. Uh, my name is Evan. I play the bass guitar, lead bass, and I sing as well. <laughs> I'm Melvin Smith. I play lead guitar, and I sing a little bit. I'm Mike, and the drums play me. <laughs> right on. Mike and Melvin, you guys are the newest members. Yeah. Right? right? So what brought you guys to the band? Uh, was this uh, pandemic happenings? Was it pre-pandemic? What, how'd you guys join the band? Oh, that's it's a tricky. Been almost two years for me, so yeah. let's, let's Which is basically the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. essentially. <laughs> I think, yeah, we just, the opportunity arose. I think, uh, you know, there was a falling out, and I, I was asked to fill in for a few shows, and I stepped up and then had so much fun, I ended up permanently rolling with it. Did you know these guys from before? Was it like a Craigslist just, thing? Just through social media type okay. of yeah. deal. Yeah, just, you know, word around town, and I think I was posting some videos, and Gordon had seen, and then I was selling drum gear that, cool. you know, he picked up at one point, so we met officially. Yeah. So that was that. And Melvin, how about you? I know you're you're, you're a man about town with several of your bands. Yeah, uh, I was with a band called Cashing and Karma for a while, and uh, I actually left that right around two years before the pandemic because I was just sure. trying to sort through things, and I was teaching for a good bit up until uh, right around the time we were trying to come back from pandemic. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that time between, I just kind of felt I needed to do something a little different. I missed things that I didn't do for a while, and one of those biggest things was music. Yeah. Uh, so I actually did a promotion of it in my own weird way on my own social media just saying hey i haven't been playing for a few years but i'm trying to get back into it i rejoined the band and uh funny enough uh gordon messaged me on facebook and said hey we're looking for a lead guitarist for this band and funny enough the college radio was a band that i actually had recommended to me in one of my new music mixes like four or five months before i even talked to gordon about this stuff so the algorithm got you yeah the algorithm like nailed me pretty good here yeah you guys tracked that i I get that you guys can hear my phone and you guys knew it was good because it just like fate i feel like it fits so well that's cool man so uh and uh you you mentioned you had been teaching what were you a music teacher no i taught fifth grade for a year and then i had a year and a half of third wow yeah okay and you but no more teaching. I, I'm I'm pretty happy to say I'm retiring for that for the time being. Like okay. I, I had a pencil in my arm. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I had a weird mishap with one of some of my kids once. They were fighting. I tried to stop them, and as I like slammed the phone down from talking to the principal, a pencil went in my arm. I'm just like. 
ripped it out, held it, and was just like freaking out. Just like this happened in front of all of my kids. How do I cover? <laughs> so that was me. Literally, maybe five months, six months before we, I actually decided to come back to music. So yeah. it's kind of cool to be able to say that that won't happen again. You yeah, think you get, you get summers off? You, I, I mean, did get summers off, but I mean, Mr. Smith <laughs> <laughs> and oh, these guys might you know get kind of feisty and stick a pencil in your arm. It's fine. We have heated conversations, but we stick solely to Expo markers and yeah. uh, those like safety, yeah, safety scissors, the ones that are curve no sharps mm-hmm. that's my thing here so to the og members of the band what what uh what, what kept up? you guys going when when things you know were starting to you know line up changes and stuff what kept you guys deciding to like keep things moving it must have been kind of difficult to or i would assume so each other oh yeah, i like I, it because i love you i don't know it, it, we just kept having like we just didn't stop working on music like yeah. with with people because it was it wasn't, I mean, Cody's exit wasn't acrimonious or anything. He just went to go be a grown-up. Sure. Which, like, I, I envy him, and I endeavor to do such <laughs> a thing father. Yeah. Congratulations. And, uh, congratulations, Cody. And, awesome. And uh, congratulations on being engaged. Congrats. Yay! That's awesome. Yeah, good for them. But uh, we just, like, we never let that stop us from working on music yeah. and just keep writing and just keep working. So it just wasn't an option for us not to have a drummer because yeah. we've got a show in two weeks. We're going in the studio in a month yeah. and it's, it's just gotta happen. The train's moving. Uh, yeah. It, it was just propelling itself at that point. So it was either that or get run over, I guess. Yeah. It also helped during the pandemic too, when a lot of people didn't have something to kind of grab, grasp onto. Mm-hmm. We, we really like, held on to the band and yeah. we, we kept practicing, even though we weren't supposed to get together sure, with the sure. mandates, we still wrote, got together and just, we utilized that. And I think that's uh, honestly what kept us breathing and surviving during the pandemic. And we were able to write a lot of music too. Yeah. So we took advantage of it. During those times. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Yes. Yeah. I did the, the full demo for I'm Sorry in my basement during the pandemic, I remember. Everything's very productive. During, like everything that's on our brand new record is stuff we did during or like almost in the last year and a half too. So like, yeah, we're pretty proud. That's yeah. awesome. Well, congratulations. You guys are killing it. You guys just got back from a tour. We'll talk about that in just a second. But I am curious. One thing that happened during the pandemic, and it was something that I I watched them. I um, you know, it was something that definitely it was a, it was a a needed thing just like my zoom interviews it was it was a product of the time mm. you know it but 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 uh live streams were they awkward were they like how do you approach them were they like explain you know what the vibe was like with these things with no like live audience and how many of them did you guys do it was weird trying to maintain the energy when yeah. it's just like three like 45 year old dudes just like that looks great and like just holding a big camera and you're like hey kids right on like for our thing uh because i don't know if we were their bag so much sure uh but we can we can kind of keep it going yeah we did quite a bit actually like we did stuff with bridge city uh, mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. every every single time they did it we did it um love them to death nick's killing it yep. um we did uh a couple for we did the, the music something Northwest. that's the one I'm thinking of yeah. Northwest Talent Spotlight yeah oh, that's okay. it yeah that was down south it was Third in a strip mall, mall though and they like 
blacked out the windows. <laughs> Whoa. So kind of felt like a porno. Like a Papa John's. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, a high-end porno. A high-end oh, porno. High-end. With, like, 45-year-old men, they're like, yeah. They use seven. They use 720 close. camera phones, not just, like, a weird potato phone. It's the okay. kind where the ladies wear pearls. Oh, <laughs> you know, nice. Fancy-like. Nice. Pearl I, necklaces. The I feel like kind. we've all played in front of it. Or two empty rooms. Yeah, sure. hey, it's been a thing. Yeah, I've played for fewer people before. <laughs> I feel like we've only we've done two in the last, uh, I'd say, in the year or so. Sure. And uh, the, there's only one that really plays in the mind, and it was when we were in New Mexico. Um, <laughs> oh, because this this place was great. They let us smoke and drink inside in this weird room with sure. a bunch of other really gruff adults. I want to believe like, that state law over there. I want to believe was that weird, you could man. smoke in a bar there, but I bet it's not. I'm talking. They look like they had like a TV production, but the guy running it was just like sadly tense but so trying to be happy about it it was it was the most frightening yet joyous moment i've ever seen of wow. this man it was it was weird but yeah live streams are interesting okay well you guys just got back from the road yeah. uh tell me a little bit about it and and this, this was uh you, you guys booked this diy is that right Heck yeah. Uh, oh, it's all this dude. gentleman, Gordon. Mr. Gordon. Everything we do is DIY minus management, who is pinup, uh, Joel and Josh. We appreciate you guys. We love yep. you. Um, Howdy. <laughs> no, it's honestly like still the same old, same old out there. It's uh, hitting up a venue, seeing if they have something going and finding a bunch of bands that are willing to come play. And yeah. We got really lucky this time around. Um, I think that our music has definitely paid off by allowing people to hear us and yep. say, oh, this band actually isn't bad. And uh, just meeting a lot of like-minded people, too. Like, we were in Montana with uh, River Runs Through It. Okay. They kick ass. We, uh, love, we love playing mix bills. We did a couple oh, dates yeah. with uh, a band, Saving Bias uh, Thirst. I highly recommend you check them so out. So fun. Uh, last show, they played a, a Barrier Dead cover for me. Nice, dude. Sick. So it's kind of like the heavy stuff, hardcore yeah. kind of stuff. Oh, oh, what's nice? This is like since this this was our third big boy tour. Mm-hmm. So uh, like at this point, we're getting to like play the same venues, you know, a second time and see, you know, the growth in real time. And we get to play with the same bands a few times. And it's we awesome. see that like we are starting to build something out there. Like we got a little thing going in yeah. Sacramento and we, got, cool. we yeah. got a little bit of something going in Arizona. And stuff. like it's fun to see it kind of grow. There's real roots. And I think yeah. that's with all the bands, it's just seeing the response and stories and social media from people that see us. It's like we're seen as these cool guys that come from the Northwest and they do yeah. some really wild and different things every night they go out. So it's good to have that reputation and it's really fun to make it real, make it mm-hmm. true, you know? We learned too that uh, we this is our first dry. The whole band uh, went out dry. Well, Cali sober, um, and people respect you so much more when you're not drinking. Oh yeah, like, I think they yeah. Most mostly, I think they just feel bad for me. But <laughs> I mean, when I when I asked for a coke from some of the bars, they go really, and yeah. then they give it to me with such kindness, and then I'm just feeling like, oh, is this like, am I not supposed to be doing this? Do you just want me to be yeah. a diva? Let me give you more. I can Oh, do you guys want energy drinks? You only want oh, French fries? I'm like, damn. Like, so what, was that um, like a group d- decision to to just be sober? Or was it everyone's just kind of path? They uh, they all ju- I, you all just. I came in like that. I think sure. I think, um, and then I I wrote. I used to get messed up about it. <laughs> I cleaned my act up about three months ago. Okay, uh, nice. Enough one day. Yeah. Uh, I don't so drink I, on tour. I kind of I haven't done that since uh, one of my last tours with Enterprise Earth. I just it felt better when I first joined Enterprise Earth. Sure. Like it just felt better to be. Sober, especially like I didn't want to be the TM that went up to the, you know, the guy that was giving out money all a little sauced up or something. Yeah. I just want to be a little professional. A little bit more professional, yeah. And it it's a job. I mean, it's a job. You're loving what you're doing. You're playing music, but in reality, like this is a job. 
Like this is oh, your yeah. job. This is your potential career. You know, so I believe you're paraphrasing Cypress Hill. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fun <laughs> job, man. But it's it a really job. is. Yeah, <laughs> always. So you want to be a rock superstar? Um, uh, I don't know about Melvin though. See, okay, I don't. It's not that I don't want to drink or I don't like to drink. It's just I don't drink. I have sure. other means. Uh, we said California sober. I mean, uh, I'm someone that just doesn't like to be too loud or obnoxious with stuff. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a loud puker, and I don't want to even give <laughs> anyone the risk of me yeah. up at 2 a.m. in a hotel room and waking up one of these three. So you just smoke a blunt. Yeah, chill. I'm not. A, I don't want to be a mess, and I'm less no. a mess with the other end. So we, we are right. so not the party band. <laughs> we'll party. Uh, we'll party, but very. Very soberly, but we'll there you go. Yeah, we're fun guys, but we just have different means to have fun. We do I like, like to just chill after the show, though. Very yeah. true. <laughs> nice, dude. Oh. I, you, the way you guys were mentioning uh, and, and t- kind of talking about how you are grinding, you're going out and doing these tours and, and, and being consistent. There's another band in the Northwest that it's almost like this, um, you know, did it a couple years before you guys, but has continued to grow and grow and grow. And that's a band that just comes to mind as the home team. I knew you were going to say uh, that. And, and yep. they just were consistent. They went out, they did their thing, they played a similar style of music, kind of pop punk stuff, and you guys are on that same trajectory. So the thing I love about the home team is exactly that. You've seen their grind from the very jump mm-hmm. out here. I remember back in like 2017, 2018, I watched them at the Warp Tour when they came out here. Yeah. And just seeing them have that continual progression mm-hmm. to where I think even now, Gordon, you may be able to tell me if I'm wrong or not, but they're like not even trying to classify what they're doing now as pop punk. Yeah, it's a little bit new, different. New yeah. style. Yeah. Pop-ish. And, but and that's just them developing that identity, you know? Sure. They still like fit that. Kubla Khan hates being called a hardcore band. They're a metal band. Yeah. Yeah, um, but it's all f- and fun, you know. Like they, they, they're yeah. taking it, and like the home team's doing the same. And I love it. Like I do the record too. Is so sick, Daniel. You guys are killing it. Yeah. Honestly, um, stuck in my head. So and they've been doing it for a really long time. I remember the first, very first demos. Like I, I'll be real. I tried out for the band. I sucked back then. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get it. Um, but they've been grinding, and I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, you're kind of band. following that model. Absolutely. We look up to them. Avoid's killing it right now. Yes, oh, they yeah. are. Designer disguises is killing it. Yes. Too. They like, are. There's, the Pacific Northwest is always just on top when it comes to stuff I appreciate. It's awesome to see the wave just continue to be like just continual great yes. bands and great music coming out of here. And we're just glad to continue to push that, you know? Like we want to put our own little niche and our own little special style to it now. What were your favorite cities to play? That's a pop uh, quiz question. Who? Well, you Where mentioned Sacramento. That? You said Sacramento. Was oh, I love Sacramento. Of, okay. Sacramento was really fun. Someone was getting arrested across the street from the venue. Okay. Like seven cars. cars. That was pretty fun. And also the crowd was really great and it was a yeah. good show. Yeah. I just moved up here from Sacramento seven years oh, ago. Oh, nice, dude. So. Okay, so you have kind of roots there. Yeah. Nice, dude. That's yeah. awesome. Grew up there pretty much. So, But I love San Diego. Just anything beachy for me. Oh, yeah. Just zen out, you know? He was yeah. doing drums over out on the beach, just yeah. shirtless drumming. It was funny. We had a really, <laughs> really good time in Moscow, Idaho. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's a spot that, like, it's it's just across the border from uh, Wazoo. Or they consider it across the like, Sure. Hours. Yeah. But, uh... That was so fun. I remember we were playing it in VFW, and we had no idea how it was going to go. It was like mm-hmm. the first out-of-state date, and it was just crammed to the rafters wow. with kids. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. and we Was just, it all ages? Yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah. And they were like 14-year-old kids. They were just That's rocking awesome. out. It was so fun. Unreal. I, I remember that because we just – I think that was the first tour, and we didn't quite know how it was going to go. Yeah. And just the starting one was just all right out of the gates. Absolutely. 
Uh, Arizona, this tour was really fun, actually, at uh, Yucca Tap Room with Let Me Downs. Ooh. And yeah, that uh, was Miles in Tempe. Nowhere. Tempe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of my favorites is just from our March tour. We uh, played in Arlington, Texas. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I mean, if it wasn't for the great people that we played like for, it was the bands we played with. We nice. found uh, this hardcore group called Deep Incision, and yes. uh, a band that I got into just like listening to music uh, called Go for Gold was one of the bands that opened or played alongside us, and it was just like combination of bucket list band to play with, but also really intense energy crowd. It was yep. perfect mix for. A Good night. Hey, Gold for Gold, if you're listening, one of you has my speaker cable. Hey, we uh, need this to. Is, this is Evan. If you want to mail that back to me, I'd really appreciate it. Or it was, we could play like together. Or play together, and then we could just trade it over or something. Or like, demo just make like that work. Yeah, email Melvin or yeah. just mail me the cord, whatever you want. You know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay, so, I mean, it sounds like you guys had a blast out there on the road. Uh, you guys killed it. Um, and it, w- one one question I had when you were ta- when I asked, uh, "Is it um, all ages?" Do you guys notice um, if something isn't all ages? Is it does the show tend to you know not draw as much, or if it's all ages, does it draw more? Because pop punk is a style of music that you know a lot of like younger people love, but a lot of people my age love. You know, uh, obviously with the When We Were Young festival, you know, the, all of us elder emos, quote unquote. You know, but there's also like a a lot of younger kids that would like to come out to these shows is it important to play all ages and do you notice a difference that was a long question <laughs> it's the backbone you got I a think. long answer no yeah uh, i would say like we we love playing all ages shows because we promote a safe space for anybody and everybody like yeah. if you feel uncomfortable at a show you let us know and we'll make sure that you feel safe and uh, what's really cool is, I mean, we've tested the waters with doing all ages shows, just all ages shows, or all ages shows with a bar, and they're very unique. Um, I would say some people rather go to a show with a bar. Um, not a lot of kids are going to shows anymore. Okay. I've noticed too. Like, but then when you leave Washington, like our Seattle area, like we played uh, Richland uh, first day of our tour recently. Oh yeah, it was oh. an all ages show, and the kids had a freaking blast. That's awesome. And it was just so cool, like to see them hyped. And we had tech difficulties enough to where <laughs> I would be frustrated and I would leave, but all of them stayed. That's awesome. And they demanded we kept we play the whole set. Yeah, and like same when we went down to Shelton. That was another all mm-hmm. ages one that just mm-hmm. had a ton of kids, and just down to like. There was like a six-year-old kid, you know, with the mohawk and the Blink-182 yeah. shirt. And it was like, what a cool kid. You know, like that <laughs> little guy was there. Yeah. It was, yeah. I I do feel like the all-ages shows in Seattle don't uh, see the, the rise in attendance that you would like out of it. But mm-hmm. virtually anywhere else, even when you get just down to like Tacoma. Or, you, or Everett. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Up just talking about that with Taylor from Back to the Locals. Yeah. yeah. We were talking about that earlier. That's Absolutely. Cool. Thank oh, yeah. you. Um. What were you going to say, Gordon? Sorry. I, was just, I just I wish that more kids had the opportunity and knowledge that there was these shows going on. Yeah. But I also, like we've talked about, even trying to find these new bands that are like high school bands or yeah. just starting out garage bands who want to play a big venue. I believe Taylor even talked about it in, in the podcast, mm-hmm. um, you know, playing a, a real show and doing that. We've talked with uh, like Alma about it and a couple other shows, and we're still trying to figure out how to make that happen where it's like how can we have a free show for these uh underage kids so they can it's kind of like a talent show yeah yeah (laughs) i mean how else are we going to get these kids ready and started to go out and do it on their own professionally like i just know i've spent so many years cutting my teeth just trying to play places like the swiss and i mean yeah you can we can laugh now but it's like those things in those places are how we got to 
get refine ourselves get to know how to play on the stage and i think the more we give those kids an opportunity the better the next wave's going to be the kids don't have like they have venues like the real art and but they just don't have venues like the viaduct or club adrian mm-hmm. or club impact club like, it, yes like back in the day where these all like uh Liberty Theater in Puyallup. Um, like Hell's Kitchen did small Old Hell's yep. Kitchen. Yeah. Uh, Red Door. Community College mm-hmm. when they used to do oh, the local yeah. shows. Like, we were so fortunate, so lucky. We were so spoiled. And I just, I, I want those kids that are listening to music now or just getting into pop punk, metal, hardcore to be spoiled like we were. I yeah. Just, hopefully we got to lift them up and mentor them. Kinda. Exactly. Yeah, show them the ropes, dude. That's awesome. Uh, and then take their money. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> just joking. Three. That's part Step of it. three, we keep that hidden. <laughs> Buy a record. <laughs> there you go. If you like it. Exactly. One time I went to a hardcore show and there was these little kids that uh, they they bought a t-shirt and they each had $5. It was a $10 hardcore band t-shirt and they cut it. <laughs> wore half a shirt yes and the singer of the band was like dude i would have just given you but like that's such like a kid thing that like you don't think but it's hilarious these two little yeah. punk rock kids are wearing half of a t-shirt each like it's like that's amazing there's that, this that was like me trying to like get a shirt from the jet city fix when i was like <laughs> yes there's a video somewhere there's like a puppet that's doing like they're doing like metal songs or something like that and they're like having them like rock out and headbang with like a little puppet guitar he's like playing master of puppets or something and then they pan out and they show all these like little eight and seven year old kids just like losing their mind like it's like hip, like it's a big four fest type that's show amazing. it was awesome I need to see more of that that's awesome. They were all headbanging, but none of them had rhythm. At none all. at all. One of them was like kids. strumming on the like the little security line or the velvet rope, trying to like strum. It was it was brutal. <laughs> it was adorable. So yeah. I'm curious about. Uh, I've never really asked uh, bands this question, but it's something that just kind of um, popped into my mind here. Uh, you know. Uh, Obviously, we're in the old school technology of radio, a radio station here. But you guys were talking about kind of like you know this 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 popped up on my for you page or my my algorithm. You know, recommended this band. Uh, how important is playlisting for for bands these days? It's a uh, pretty crucial at these points, I guess. Yeah, um, and it's pretty much. I, I wish I could, hey, this song's really good, but it. Sure. But it is so crucial to get on a playlist. You have to like submit for that, or uh, how do you, how do you do it? You, you do. have to submit money. Ah, <laughs> it's not even that anymore. So it's mostly a, just a who knows. Beforehand, you could reach out and find the people that were cura- curating these like Spotify playlists, uh, sure, iTunes playlists. Now it's just so like tight, where it's like you if you aren't on a label or if you're not already up at like 10k monthly listeners, mm-hmm. probably not going to get on one. Um, and if you do, it's because someone really likes your band. Okay. Um, so obviously we suck. So no but, subpar. <laughs> um, it's just getting out there though. It's it's hard. Interesting. Um, but we we don't care about the numbers. We do care and we don't care. It's like at the end of the day, it's definitely like we're proud of what we do. Yeah. And uh, if someone says we need X amount of numbers to do something, we're gonna go out there and do it ourselves. Yeah. There you go. But at the same time, I mean, you can't neglect the importance of it i mean without the algorithm we wouldn't have melvin there you yeah. go unless we cut that part from the interview you know <laughs> it's an easy omission here nice <laughs> so I, I i should have mentioned that there's uh three shows coming up here november 19th at the kraken with goodbye viking and midnight movie yeah. your other band yeah. yes quick plug for midnight movie we're going to be putting out a new ep next year cool rock and roll party all night long December 17th at the airport. Going to be an acoustic show. They're going to do some Christmas songs. 
Uh, Hanukkah exclusively. Don't give them the idea, don't, but okay. probably now that you okay. said it. Because we have the one that we put out. a secret guest on that one, and Movie Night, a new band, uh, is also putting that show together. So. Nice. Oh, they're good. They're nice. Guys. And that's down in Tacoma. Mm-hmm. And then December 30th, also in Tacoma, right down the street from the airport at the Plaid Pig with Authority Zero. That's going to be a cool show. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be Our fun. Ollie, Ollie Oxen free on again. Yes. I believe the last time we played with them was in Seattle and it was sold out. Nice. So we're we're hoping for that to be a real big one. So uh, please come to that. It's going to be fun. Nice. They're a great band. Now we can. Yeah. While you can. Keyword while you can. So Nothing Ever Changes, It Only Gets Worse is the name of the record. We'll talk a little bit about that when we get back here from playing a couple songs here. Uh, I'm Sorry and Fever. What, do you guys want to introduce this? Uh, Who wants to talk? I'm Sorry and Fever. All right, on. Uh, I wrote I'm Sorry before I actually joined college radio. I've been sitting on it for a super duper long time. And no one has been all that interested whenever I show it to people. I'm like, huh? What are you, huh? Yeah, and they're like, no yes, you're really doing that, huh? Okay. Uh, but Gordon got super interested in it when I okay. sent him a demo uh, and a so bunch weird. of them. And so we just jumped into the studio. And since Melvin didn't come that day, they let me play the guitar solo. Ooh, it's his time the, to shine. Which the producer called, and I'm quoting him, sloppy. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but he left it in. Much so appreciated, Josh. Unless he just replayed it himself after we left, which might be the case. It and, sounded fine. Yeah. And how about Fever? Um, fever is about struggling with addictions and overcoming addictions. You can nice. find the music video. Um, this is a song that uh, I wrote with Evan here. And Mike, actually, too. Mike, Mike you're part of this one. And... Uh, it's pretty much uh, straightforward. You can get through your addictions, but it's okay to be not okay about it. Like yeah. people fail. Um, if you fall off the wagon, it's okay to get back up. And you just talk to people about it. That's the biggest thing. Uh, I love fever. It's fun. I love that one. Someone so fun. came up to me at Elko and was like, oh, I love how you stole that bass part from Decent Criminal in Fever. And I was like, <laughs> Excuse me? And they're like, no, that one. And I was like, do you know the name of the song? He's like, no, I can't remember, but it's got the exact same part. And I'm like, well, that really sucks. Thanks, bud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that in mind, let's go into the songs. It's I'm Sorry and Fever by College Radio. Uh, from the album Nothing Ever Changes, It Only Gets Worse. It's Loud Local on The Rock. To the guy that I yelled at on the subway. Want to say I'm sorry. I was having a bad day. Like a buzzing little noise that just won't quit 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. College Radio going to be playing November 19th at the Kraken with Goodbye Viking Midnight Movie December 17th at the airport. An acoustic set in Tacoma, also uh, in Tacoma on December 30th, uh, ending the year at the Plaid Pig with Authority Zero. Tickets are available for that one now. Uh, And uh, you just heard two songs from them, I'm Sorry, and uh, the last one was Fever from Nothing Ever Changes, It Only Gets Worse. Beautiful artwork. An homage to Green Day Dookie, I see. It's yeah, pretty awesome. So, Thank yes. you. And we're very happy people have been getting that reference. Yes. Yeah. People miss a lot of our references, which bums us out sometimes. But this one, nearly every kid has come up to us. Like, oh, Dookie, right? Yeah. They nailed it, yeah. That's awesome. What's love really it. cool, too, with what I loved about Dookie is, like, Dookie and most of those uh, CDs from, like, the 2000s and the 90s is you open it up and you're like, oh, I got I want to put this one on my wall. I yep. want to put this one on my wall. That's pretty much what the booklet has, too. It has like That's awesome. fun artwork, uh, yep. a lot of little little hints of like uh, my animals. Uh, obviously, e- Evan's dog Doug is like the main character on the front. And yeah, the main character in a lot of our merch. He's the yeah. little pug that's front and center there. Gotta that's love so him. Cute. Yeah, He's who did in the, the artwork? Survival guide video. Um, a gentleman named Samuel Lucas. Cool. Does that's a awesome. lot of really killer punk rock stuff. It's Pretty really much good. like that fat style. Yeah, uh, uh, kind of see it in there too. Totally. That's awesome. Uh, so tell me a little bit about the, uh, the making of the record. When did you guys start? And, uh, did you guys really just kind of ham, uh, kind of just like hammer this out during the pandemic or when did you guys start with this one? Um, initially the album started right around the pandemic Mm -hmm. and then, um, we just pretty much utilized all our time and just writing and trying to get this ready to slow roll out and then, uh, have it ready by 2022 and, the world worked out that way thankfully yeah. um i would believe growing pains was the very first song we did on it um in our buddy dane's uh house with a really interesting drum kit that mike i'm so sorry you had to use that <laughs> oh that's good no offense dane <laughs> the thousand yard stare that came out of you as you said that kit <laughs> so tell me about the drum set well what was... i just remember like drum heads taped upside down on top of drum heads <laughs> okay yeah. yeah nothing in particular but it was i mean we got it done. It sounds good, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It was good. Yeah, it's good. It sold me. It got me. So you guys record this in several different places or and then put it, put it together? Or? Yeah, we recorded them kind of one by one. It's not cool. like we got we went in there and hammered out like a bunch. We, yeah. We just go in and do, um, you know, one with Dane and then one with Josh and uh, one with our buddy Jacob, you know, just not piecemeal. Singles at a time. Single. It's a Pretty, singles yeah. world. 
Exactly. Yes. We're, we're, we're banging them out pretty consistently for a minute. That's cool. We, we had half the record, I would say, done. It was just initially putting it all together and fine-tuning stuff, you know, editing lyrics, because I'm horrible with lyrics sometimes, and these guys <laughs> can help me so much. Oh, my gosh, thank you. <laughs> Um, uh, another person we worked with was with Tron for a song, but mm-hmm. a lot of it we did with Josh from Designer Disguise. Cool. Uh, he engineered a lot of it. The The whole record is mixed and mastered by John from uh, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, the drummer. Wow. Um, John Espy, he's freaking awesome. Love what he does. Great guy. And they had such good suggestions, too. John was the one that had that dropout you heard in I'm Sorry. He was like, dude, you know it would be really sick. And we were like, oh, John, yeah. That's that, awesome. As well as the lead line in Survival Guide, I think. That was a yeah. verse. That was a beautiful addition too. Yeah. Love that. Which we don't we, we, we pretty much we we don't work with the producers really. Everything is all just done by us. Which mm-hmm. I, I mean a lot of people are like, Oh, who produces? Well, we did it all ourselves. I'm like, oh people pay money for that. I'm like, What? <laughs> um I'm just fortunate, personally, me. To be extremely talented. I was going to say beautiful, but... uh, (laughs) That too. uh, You can take that too. To be with uh, three other people that just kick ass. It's like if we... uh, We say this all the time. Flattered. Hey, guys, let's work on a song or like let's do a cover. You can come to practice and everyone has it. Okay. Literally a sit down and kind of work through it together type thing, but it can be done in the same day. Yeah. It's a really fun thing to do, just kind of knowing that... We can throw whatever we want out there or throw any old idea and everyone's going to do their best to get it. And any, I'd say nine times out of ten, it's nailed or it's just not supposed to work. Nice. <laughs> right on. Well, congratulations on the record. We're hearing songs from it tonight and it's in front of me. It looks awesome. Uh, and, you know, it sounds awesome as well. So congratulations. Oh, Thank you so much. Thank you. A couple questions I just want to throw out there. Every band has a band dad. Who's the band dad? Gordon. Gordon? That's got to be Gordon. Gordon's the band dad? People will Easy come up going. and ask me questions, and I will literally, before I answer them, just start looking around the venue being like, Gordon, Gordon, we, you want to talk to the pink hair guy. It's okay. deer in the headlight situation, especially at merch. When, like, the first day of tour, I remember uh, Gordon set up this really great system for all of these bins laid out so well. Every band we toured with uh, said that our merch looked like a hot topic, wow. like a mini pop-up hot topic, and that's really flattering. But it's all Gordon, because the second we had our first customer of that this last run, I looked up at them and said, you needed the yellow shirt in medium? Gordon! Gordon. <laughs> That's awesome. Gordon, you're, so you're kind of the tour manager? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, nice. That's dude. what that little trophy I got you says. Oh, there you go. Number Look one manager. World's best tour manager. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, I mean, I did it so much on the road. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Attaboy. It's uh, just, it's, you know, I just, I never have to pull out the shotgun. That's the good thing. They haven't <laughs> seen that yet. But as a TM, sometimes, you know, I think someone brought up, like, having to, go to an ATM and have someone I think you brought it up uh, uh, Taylor about having someone go to an ATM and pulling out money I've actually done that before what's the restaurant or the fast food place that you see that everyone's like we're hitting that I constantly suggest Taco Bell always to crickets slash groans solid groans oh in and out. In and, in and out. out. French fries. Okay. Anything that has French fries or some form of like bean burrito, I guess, because okay. um, two, two fourths or half of us are basically like vegan or vegetarian. Mm-hmm. So we basically try to keep ourselves to that. 
to do that at 2 a.m. when the only thing in Montana that's open is probably like the fifth Denny's we pass. Yep. So yep. you kind of have to make do with whatever sampler you get. Yeah. And cheesy, you know, sticks and <laughs> mozzarella cheese sticks and exactly. French fries. And it's, I mean, we're so there's always cheese sticks. Oh, my God. It's go. whatever franchise is in the truck stop where we stop. It's between a terrible subway or a very depressing Arby's. Really yes. depressing Arby's. A depressing Arby's where you have to order on a computer and the people behind the counter won't look at you. Oh, God. You just have to like order and stuff and then they'll call your order but they still won't look at you it's very creepy it's like black mirror arby's yeah or the, like, Wait, so that's what i, I went into <laughs> they don't want to talk to you because Never. you're at their arby's they're like you're 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 you so Ar- that you would come here we like, obviously don't want to meet you i don't want to talk to them either don't <laughs> act like i'm trying to make friends at this arby's just give me my fries dude. <laughs> well at this arby's i remember ordering a turkey sandwich and the guy goes hey not to me like walks away and starts it hey here would I? And he starts talking with the other lady back there. I'm like, hey. They're like, what? I just should I not should I not get that? <laughs> they're talking down. It's like, oh, I just I wouldn't eat turkey from here. Just that's just me. Like, <laughs> like well, you obviously know because you work here. So what do you guys do to this? I don't think the turkey would be good. <laughs> I will say wow. there is. I did have my first like. I feel like we're getting somewhere feeling at a truck stop like that because I remember we were in Oklahoma oh. at like two or like eleven or twelve in the morning, and it's just like a random encounter with this guy at a, at a gas station. He's sitting there and he looks at us and goes, "Y'all in a band?" And we say, "Yeah," and we tell him the name. He goes. I think I heard of you guys. And he pulls, I think he pulled out his phone or he showed it to us. He knew us a little bit. And I was like, this random dude at an Oklahoma gas station knew us at 2 a.m. I, I feel like we kind of made it today. That's cool. We can agree on Bucky's. Oh, Bucky's is the term. Bucky wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they got a whole wall for gummies, dude. Oh, that's how they say the gummy wall. That makes it very hard to pass. Yeah, fair enough. I, I bought a t-shirt at the Bucky's in New Braunfels because that's the biggest Bucky's in the world. Yeah. And it says New Braunfels in very big letters uh, on the front <laughs> of it. And I was walking around in a different part of Texas. I was in like Fort Worth or somewhere where people were very rude. And this woman goes, oh, Bucky's, have you been there? And I go, "Nice." yeah, man. that's where I got the shirt, man. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that checks out. 100 gas pumps. <laughs> Shout out. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, y'all a band? Uh, okay, so this is a Northwest-centered show. It's loud and local. What's your favorite Northwest band of all time? Mike, let's start with you. I'm going to say the classic crime. Okay, nice, yeah. dude. Okay, classic yeah. crime. Melvin, cashing in karma? Nah, close third. Uh, <laughs> if if it's not Jimi Hendrix, I'm going to go with uh, technically they were made here. Yeah. I'm, I'm a lifelong Foo Fighter fan. So. Awesome, yes, absolutely. I, I mean, Dave Grohl. Real Estate too, though. Yes, oh, there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> My, tickets to go see them in December. Deepest aspiration is to someday be the black Dave Grohl. That's there like go. my goal in life, I think. Coffee? I think that's his goal in life. <laughs> I mean, Sunny Day Real Estate. One of the guys from Sunny Day Real Estate is in. Yeah, yeah. Mendel or whatever, and William Goldsmith was their first drummer for yes. a mile too. Shout, shout out to his, uh, shout out to his new band Assertion. They're yeah, incredible. William Goldsmith. What about you guys? I would say the Blood Brothers. Yeah, I wish I could pretend I'm smart and say Death Cab for Cutie, but it's definitely the Blood Brothers. Okay, I think I saw them like 15 or 20 times. That's awesome. I nice. loved them so much. And Gordon, uh, it's gonna be in between like on the last day and sinking ships. Okay, I've just been the disconnect director is so freaking good. Yeah, um, and I'm from Auburn, so there you go. 
<laughs> ah, all right, man. So we got some old stuff, some newer stuff. Well, actually, no, all those bands were old school kind of, right? For what, the most part. No, what we're we? young and hip. No, yeah, you were. <laughs> I'm the youngest one here. I kids. wouldn't say that for me. <laughs> Ah, that's good times, man. Uh, okay, so what, what's the plan for 2023, guys? More more hitting the road? You world guys domination. Get, world domination. I <laughs> yeah. like it. You're going to finish your TikTok uh, ABCs of emo? Yeah, I plan on it eventually. Okay. You're on L now? or L. L? Currently. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, Just don't do enough. lost profits. Oh, please, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, that's a cancelable one. Was a fan, anyways. Ditto. Yeah, I just haven't been in the mood to play anything really emo lately. So sure. I've been doing a lot of instrumental post rock stuff. But I'll get back go. to it eventually. Okay. I'm trying to think of an L one that's not P, Lost Profit. You are. Law dispute. Ooh, oh, that's oh, gonna be. Are you gonna it. do Poison the Well for P? Ooh. Um. No. I did, Charlie's. I did, I did Pierce the Veil. The well no, that's metalcore. That's yeah. I was gonna say for P. Postal Service. Yes, uh, yeah. but drums with that. Like, there's no real drums in that. Is it? He's already he's digging in his phone right now. Drum machine, right? Look at him looking for it right now. Man. Yeah, that's true. I thought you were saying Portishead or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Postal service, totally. Yeah. Well, well, I want, I want you to do Motion City soundtrack for M. Yeah, guys, back Ooh, yes. on back oh, on track. Okay, sorry, here. back he's on track. Game planning over yeah, here. Yeah. Our bad. What are we doing? More music. Um, cool. More touring. Yep. Um, we'll have actually more touring information probably sooner than later. Um, April probably at the latest. Awesome. Um, I know we've got a bundle of songs done. I've got like three I'm sitting on. I got two. Working well, on LP2 pretty much. So expect yeah. LP2 to be ready by the end of the year. Wow. And a lot more of America is going to be able to see our face live. That's the goal. Just trying to also branch out. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I'm playing with like... MXPX and Amber Pacific. Just kidding. Oh, we wish. We really want that. That'd be cool. That's yeah. me manifesting. That. There you go. It's that. It's oh, that hey, energy right vision now. Vision board, bro. There was like a lunar eclipse, and they said if you manifest it, like yeah. you can totally get there. So that's vision board. My career, I will say, that guy does not age. No. Jesus Christ, Somehow. that guy is still very, very, you know, young looking, and he look he gets better looking with age. It's, it's punk fucked. rock. I was gonna say it's just being against establishment. I think all the weed. <laughs> And that's why, why we, we look so good. Yeah, pretty much. Look at that. Preserved like a mummy, just oh, with the dried totally. herbs. It works. They yeah. wrap them in bud. Exactly. Cannabis helps. Uh, November 19th at the Kraken with Goodbye Viking Midnight Movie. December 17th at the airport in Tacoma, acoustic set. December 30th at the Plaid Pig with Authority Zero. If people can't come out to the shows, but they still want to check you guys out and they want to support you guys, what's the best way to support you guys? On all of our socials, you can find us on College Radio, PNW, on pretty much everything. And we highly recommend you add us to your playlists and just add us on all the socials and other things. You can go to our band camp and buy our t-shirts. You, you should go. do that because I make some of them. Your They're shirt's going to go up soon, too, from tour. Oh, I, yeah. My friend Ryan, he plays in the band Pound. He was saying that um, he was kind of making the joke that... Um, when they tour, they're just traveling T-shirt salesmen. Yeah, essentially, I, we have like That's fifteen it. T-shirt yeah. designs. It's psychotic. I have friends now that realize they're like, I get it, I get it. You I'm just go on yeah. tour and sell shirts. We got some for everybody, baby. Yeah. Legit Come making pitches like we're the ShamWow guy. Like, yeah. I we had these little like fun pill bottles that had D, uh, download codes. I'd use that as like a marketing pitch. It's literally everything I do. What uh, what what was that movie? Spaceballs, where they put merch on everything. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what we're trying to do. Put your logo on everything. We're yeah. trying to fully monetize the college radio experience. There from you end go. To end. That or being the Garfield band. Yeah, I go. accept that. that. Is one that I'm. 
I'm very happy about that. Yeah, I brought every Garfield T-shirt I owned on this tour, which is more than a 36-year-old man should own. Um, we don't have to go into the specifics. Uh, but we got, like, the window clean Garfield. We got several Garfield shirts. Like, we nice. were... He's got a Garfield base. I do have okay. the Garfield base. Cool. That is also true. We you kinda... would be... You would... Uh, there's so many Garfield lovers out there. We probably sold more Garfield college radio merch than the really cool, like, I'm not saying it's not cool, but, yeah. like, our cool, cool, like, yeah. crazy. Like our new hip stuff. And I think it's yeah. because most people hate Garfield like I do. They're like, I have to get that. <laughs> I, I hate Garfield so much. I think they just hate Odie so much because the, the only, the picture they have of Garfield in it, he's holding a head, dude. Whoa. You just don't understand people's relationship with Garfield. I hate him so much. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like me and Zach Baggins? Is it just like... I, it's exactly like that. I get it. Okay. <laughs> Again, November 19th at the crack and December 17th at the airport in Tacoma and then December 30th at the Plaid Pig with Authority Zero. We're going to go into Full of It and Survival Guide, two songs off of uh, Nothing Ever Changes, It Only Gets Worse. Uh, any final words, and uh, who wants to intro these? Uh, I can intro it. Uh, sure. So Full of It's something that I actually brought to the band. It's one of the first things I was able to actually share with these guys. Uh, it's a song I wrote back when I was in the thick of my student teaching a little bit more yeah. so around quarantine just because I needed to get my frustrations out. Yeah. Uh, I was dealing with, I would say, a very cruel uh, teaching coach and he made me really wow. not want to do that job anymore and uh, I literally had to go through a series of therapy because of how much I didn't like this life path I even took so it was that helping me kind of act in a song it kind of made it make more sense and uh, I find it really honoring because I know that's one of the first songs that all four of us were able to sit in a room and record yeah. it all together so for me that's a really special fact for me so I, I just think that this is one that I will hold for a while Melvin, is it cruel to say this? He won? Oh, he never won that. I got my certification, and I got the heck out of there. Okay, I think okay. I got so, the win okay, there. Okay, so you at least got the certification. But, oh, yeah. But, and then you were just like, screw this. Oh, definitely. I think after I, I told myself after I had like a month or two with that guy, I think mentally I was just like, I get this piece of paper, I'm done. This guy okay. just ruined it for okay. me. So wow. I just didn't want him to win. I'm a little petty like that. Okay. <laughs> All right. He loses. Exactly. Loser. <laughs> now I feel bad. Survival Guide is a song that I wrote about hating my boss. Yes, uh, and I say this it shows I feel really bad about the song at this point because since I wrote it, that man has been fired, and then his wife left him. But he was just so incredibly unpleasant, and I think the song is really good. So we're cool. absolutely still going to play it. I feel like I feel like even though these two songs like just show strong hatred, we are not that mean of people to people we work under. Yeah. Like I feel like we need to say this for the ones that we currently work with. I just started a new job like three days ago. I'm uncomfortable with saying these now. Like we're employable still. We don't hate all of our bosses or everybody. Check my resume and references. They will say uh, they will say all good things. I sure surely hope. Maybe it's you guys that are the ass. I'm just kidding. Just joking. You, you can judge that. What do you think I'm sorry is referring to? <laughs> <laughs> it's our whole existence we're here. Nice. I think you should take us out, my friend. How so? Just say Hold something. Back of the head, Come on. What? <laughs> take Ladies me and gentlemen, the... if you call in now, Kevin will give you $1,000. That's right, $1,000. Cold hard cash. Call right now, please. All right. And now we play fun sound effect music like radio stations Gordon, do. What's your number? Oh, God. Give them your number. <laughs> All right. Here's Full of It and Survival Guide. College Radio. Catch them November 19th at the Kraken, December 17th at the airport in Tacoma, or again December 30th at the Plaid Pig with Authority Zero. It's College Radio on La Mocha.
myself to care Remind myself to breathe Step one You can forget about fun Because they've already won Step two Find out who's This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.